Are you looking for some great indie podcasts to listen to? Check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com, where you can find a list of great indie podcasts, get links to their official websites, and even listen to some of their episodes without needing to create an account or log in. Here's an example of one of the great indie podcasts you can find on Pod Nation. Hey, did you know that in the original Bloody Mary ritual, you had to walk backwards up a flight of stairs? Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the purpose was to catch a glimpse of your future husband's face. Really? I wish I could find my future husband that easily. Honestly, all I really want to do now is drink a Bloody Mary. Well, how about we go make some Bloody Marys while you tell me more fun facts about Bloody Mary? Join us every week at Booze and Spirits, where we make our favorite drinks and tell each other our favorite paranormal stories. Find us under Booze and Spirits on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and Podbean. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Booze and Spirits. So once again, for some great indie podcasts, check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com. Everyone and welcome to another episode of Better Than Robin Hood. I am Pete Langhelt. Oh, I'm Fran Langhelt. <laughs> and we, as always, are trying to find a film that is better than Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Well, this week, we've got a fun-packed show. We're going to hear a tape from my showbiz archives. We'll be talking about the canon action classic, Invasion USA. <laughs> what a film that was. And we'll also be speaking to a popular figure from the past on the time phone. So, Lovely. how are you feeling about all this? This fun, this p- action? I feel great. Enthusiastic. I am, dear. I'm very yeah. happy. Are you sure? Yes. Good. Well, our wildly popular true crime section has gained us thousands, thousands of new listeners. But, I mean, it's time to attract a new audience. Now we've suckered in these guys. What, chefs? I think people who enjoy food podcasts should be our next sort of punters, if you like. Okay. Yeah, so I've come up with a brand new food section, and I've come up with a brand new jingle. <laughs> it's the food section. Do you like spaghetti bolognese? Uh, yes, but with cheese. It's the food section. So what um, have you been up to this week, Fran? I've been very busy out in the outdoors. Yeah, you have, haven't you? You've yeah. been coming back ruddy-cheeked from yeah. the great outdoors every day of the week. Unfortunately, the dog didn't come with me. No, what a shame. He's been having fun elsewhere, though, hasn't he? Yeah, doggy daycare. Yeah, lucky sod. That's what, what I, I want to open up, a doggy daycare. We should start a Patreon so we can <laughs> just start our own dog show. What's the health and safety risk? Nil. Nil. Everything will be fine. <laughs> dog poo-poos. Your dog will be safe. <laughs> well, I haven't been out in the great outdoors. I've been up in the archives again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had to spend a lot of time up there in the attic archive because, as you may well know, Love Island is back on our screens. Ugh. Which yes. means I need to hide from everyone who insists on talking about it. But while I was up there, I did find something very interesting. It turns out that about two years ago, when Love Island's popularity was at its height, 
Uh, channel 5, uh, for our American listeners, Channel 5 is like a TV channel, but shit. Uh, channel 5 was working on a similar show called Spice Island, featuring two members of the Spice Girls as its hosts. The show never which, made it to which, air. Which Spice Girls? You'll have to listen to the tape, won't you? Find out. <laughs> no, the show never made it to air, but I did find a tape of the trailer, so let's have a little listen to that. It's me, Mel B, with a mucky voice. I made a fortune as Scary Spice. But now it's time to crank that spice up to 1 million and 11. It's time you tuned in to Channel 5's new hit reality show, Spice Island. That's right, gang. It's me, Jerry Halliwell. Spice up your lives. It's time to check out Spice Island. Spice Island. Ten sexy contestants are taken to Canvey Island in Essex and are put up for three weeks in a two-bed terrace house. They've only got two jobs, fall in love and survive the Spice Girls challenges. Our top ten gorgeous contestants will be forced to smoke at least one ounce per day of the highly addictive synthetic cannabis known as Spice, while attempting to find their perfect partner, Spice Island. And all they'll have to eat is the spiciest of spice foods, Chicken Fall from Birmingham's famous Curry Mile. And to monitor the effects of a highly toxic chemical and dangerous foods will be professional science denier, Dr. Gillian McKeith. That's right, Jerry. I can confirm that a mixture of spicy curry-only diet mixed with an addiction to plant fertiliser laced with amphetamines will produce some very interesting stool samples indeed. I can't wait to pretend to know what it is that I'm talking about and what is contained inside the rancid liquid shite as it comes out live on air. Spice I. Well, Spicy, so tune in every night on Channel 5 for Spice Island. Can people with no control over their nervous system find true love? Check it out now. Viva forever. Yeah, girl power. Spice Island. Spice Island. Every week at nine for four fucking hours. Only on Channel 5. Channel 5 would like to point out that Julie McKeith has no recognised medical qualifications and is not a doctor. Spice Island. Well, would you have watched Spice Island? Uh, let's hope none of the toilet scenes, because they would be horrendous with all that Good. spice. Yeah, spicy curries. I know. Synthetic cannabis. Except they got a lot of Vaseline about, innit? Oh, well, they'd probably need it for all the lovemaking they'd have to do. Oh. Yeah. Imagine having a dodgy belly and... And smoking an ounce of spice a day. Oh. Yeah. That would be an interesting combination. You can see why I didn't make it to air. Yeah. It's a shame because Jerry seemed very excited about the whole project. Well, she did. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded really like her, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was very good. 
I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're all. Well, unfortunately, we haven't been watching Spice Island, but we have been watching 1985's classic action movie, Invasion USA. Some facts about Invasion USA. It has an 18% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 51% audience score. It is directed by Joseph Zito, who directed Friday the 13th, the final chapter, Red Scorpion, and Missing in Action. So, quite a filmography there. As well What's as that? Two Invasion. horrors in a... Uh, Red Scorpion is a Dolph Lundgren film. What does that mean? Uh, well, it's got Dolph Lundgren in it, the action star. Oh, right. I've never seen one of his. Uh, you've seen many Dolph Lundgren Have films. Have I? Yeah. He is um, Ivan Drago in the Rocky film. Oh, yeah. And he recently played a king in Aquaman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I apologise, listeners. You should. goodness sake. It stars Chuck Norris and Robert Lynch. Oh, he of melted face. He's got a melted face. Yeah, I assume he's been in some horrible accident, so we shouldn't make fun of his burnt face. It was the first of Chuck Norris's six films in his six film contract for Canon Pictures. It was written by Chuck and his brother Aaron. Yeah, I can tell that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Chuck Norris was paid two million of a twelve million dollar production budget. So pretty good odds, isn't it? One sick for the money. Yeah, not too shabby at all. An entire condemned neighbourhood was destroyed for the film using real explosives. I think I did hear about this. Yeah, it was uh, due to an expansion somewhere in Georgia of an airport. A whole neighbourhood was about to be demolished. So they just blew it all up for the movie. You'd be quite lucky to be one of those people who needed to sell their house. I think the house has already been bought. Yeah, but... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite common, isn't it? They happened in Birmingham when they were shooting Ready Player One. They sped up uh, demolition. Of a big office block, so they could use it for some of the uh, scenes for yeah. that. Yeah, uh, it is hard to know if the costs of the movie were fully recouped, but it's quite probable. It made six point nine million on its opening weekend, and it's got a bit of a cult following now. And uh, we just paid to watch it, so I'm assuming it's still making money now. How much did you pay? Well, I subscribed to the MGM on Amazon. Which means I now get access to every canon movie ever made. Oh, that's okay. So we'll have plenty of material for the podcast. Uh, There is a novelization of this book (laughs) available through Pinnacle Books. If anyone could hunt one of those down, I'd love to see it. Because I reckon a novel of this book would be very interesting. Yeah, probably not very thick. No, probably be quite short. Short, like a short yeah. story. And then Hunter shot the man. Man. And that was, and then he wore more. And there were tanks. <laughs> there was, and then there was an explosion, <laughs> and it was good. I'm sure it's better than that. Fran, describe the plot for me of oh, Invasion USA. I always forget about this. Mm. So, Chuck Norris mm-hmm. is friends with an older dude. Mm-hmm. And they live on the swamps. They do. For some reason, in Florida. For some reason. And um, previous to this, the bad guy, what's his name? <laughs> I can't Hunter. even remember. No. Hunter is Chuck Norris's character's oh, yeah. name. So, it's like Mikov or Makov or something like that. Yeah. yeah. He's got a Russian name anyway. Mm. He's a Russian shit. And he, um, mm. he basically 
in a previous time, met Chuck Norris mm. and nearly was killed by him for doing naughty things. Because mm. yeah. he has a bad dream about he a, it. He was about to uh, assassinate an ambassador. Oh, that's it, yes. Yeah. I must have missed that bit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, the, the idea is that he's going to... Um, have loads of people who are terrorists. Yes. And spread them across the USA. Mm-hmm. And so they can go do terrorist things. Yes. And Chuck Norris is in... Well, he's at the FBI who come and get him. Uh, see, Chuck Norris is an ex-CIA agent. Yeah, so yeah. he... Um, the CIA man who rows the wrong way in a boat... <laughs> he does, yes. Um, ...goes to find him and says, Oh, can you sort this out? And mm. he goes, I will, but... No questions asked. Uh, well, initially he says no. Yeah, and mm. then he follows him around, doesn't he? Yeah. Around the town. And mm. then he goes, all right, I'll do it. What else motivates Chuck Norris to go after the Russian guy? Oh, mm, something to do with a... Oh, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> you missed a key scene there. I did, yeah. So the mm. bad dude kills his best friend by the mm-hmm. looks of it. Yeah. Could be his dad in the film. Mm-hmm. They wrestle a crocodile. That's all I remember. And sell it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he basically gets shot. Because mm-hmm. they're going to come take Chuck Norris out. Yeah. And uh, he gets shot in the process. And then he burns his body in his ass. He does. Yeah. And uh, But in the end, mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> Chuck Norris saves the day. <laughs> um, yeah, some more stuff happens than that. Well, there's a lot of fighting there and is. a lot of tanks. We'll, and uh, we'll go. We'll go through. There's it a very good plot where they get them all the baddies well, in, one, yes. in one building. We'll get to that. As I've written, I don't like to spoil everything. I've written extensive notes. You've written a whole A4 <laughs> side of paper notes. Uh, what was something? And I, what I can see is boom, <laughs> boom. trap. <laughs> I've written some words very large. Yeah. Boom is one of them. Yeah. What were some of your highlights of the movie before I start mine? Ooh. I would say I liked the bit where they wrestled a crocodile. Yes. And I also liked it when the man rode the wrong way in the boat. <laughs> Things that happened at the beginning. Yeah. And then maybe or maybe Maybe that's easier for you to say. <laughs> mm. I think I like the um, the previous fight scene. <laughs> right, the previous one before what? Before the big one. Which big one in particular? The one with the tanks. Right before the, the final before the final scene. Yeah, the trap. Right. Okay. Yeah. Later. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's go through my list here. I liked one of the fight scenes. <laughs> you liked there one were many. Thing. There were many there were to many. choose from. There were many, many fight scenes. So, so, it's called Invasion USA. I think I would have called it Terrorists Ruin Endless Christmas. Yeah. Mm. It's a better... Because uh... it's Christmas, but it seems to go on forever. And the terrorists try and ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. They blow up lots of people's houses at Christmas time. Do you think they were going to like try and do a Die Hard, make it a Christmas movie? Maybe, but it's not Christmassy enough. No, it, is, it takes place at Christmas. Yeah, that's all that happens. That's, Die Hard just takes place at Christmas as well. Yeah, but you don't think it's Christmas, really. Well, no, exactly. That's why I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Not like Muppet Christmas Carol. No. No. Yeah, so it does begin uh, with... Firstly, it begins with what a racist would probably uh, have in a wet dream. It's uh, of some immigrants getting shot to death on a boat. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. For some cocaine. That's uh, yeah. So that's how we find out our bad guy is truly bad because he just shoots every single one of them. He could have just gone, "I've got a gun. Give me all that cocaine that's in the hole." Hmm. But he doesn't do that. Um, doesn't really use the cocaine for anything. He does. He uses it to um, fund his uh, hmm. organization. Well. We'll get we'll get to the slightly sketchy things he gets up to. As you mentioned, though, it begins with Chuck Norris wrestling an alligator. I know. Yeah, just to show you how hard he is. He can wrestle alligators. And what I didn't really understand was he's not doing it like, what's his name, does he? Crocodile Dundee. No, the other dude. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Well, yeah, Chuck Norris is never going to play like a conservationist, is he? Yeah, but you're meant to like get it from behind, aren't you? And then... Mm. Somebody jumps on the front and sits on its face. It's already roped up, though, for their own safety. Is it? Yeah, his mouth's all roped up. Oh, I didn't see that. He did it it himself, didn't he, old Chuck Norris? I don't want to criticise Chuck Norris in case he comes and roundhouse kicks me, but even he, I don't think, would take on an alligator. No. No. The insurance would be high. Well, yeah, and he was the star and the writer of the film. Yeah. Yeah, he'd spent two million dollars on himself. He might have spent two million on a new <laughs> arm if he. Uh... Yeah, he he would need all sorts of surgery. Yeah, so as I said, Richard Lynch, who plays the bad guy, Markov or Marco or Marek or whatever yeah. his name was. Yeah. So he's got this cocaine, and he goes into a brothel and visits a man who has nothing in his office except three phones on his desk and a picture of a bullfighter on the wall. Yeah. Um, and he gives him the cocaine in exchange for guns but then kills the drug dealer by shooting him in the dick and then throws his hooker girlfriend out of the window oh yeah and then just leaves the cocaine no he butts her in the face as well he does do a bit of that first he slams her head into the desk and throws her out the window so what was the point of giving him the cocaine no idea hmm it's a slight plot hole there yeah very very odd no, wasn't he trying to sell the cocaine to him? He was exchanging the cocaine for guns. Yeah. But then he doesn't do an exchange, he just kills everyone. But doesn't he steal the guns anyway? Well, yeah, he gets the guns, but doesn't keep the cocaine. So there was no benefit to him killing the people. Yes, because some dude comes and collects the cocaine, doesn't he? Some, yeah, the man who run the reception desk at the brothel <laughs> just steals the cocaine anyway. He's like, ooh, yeah, what have we got here? Lovely free cocaine, Yeah. He'll sell them to his pimps later. Maybe Richard Lynch just got, like, really angry about something. And Maybe. decided to murder everyone. Yeah. I mean, we just don't know. Maybe he went with the flow and decided this is how the best way the scene should play out. Maybe. He might be improvised. Maybe yeah. that girl was never supposed to get framed through that window. Maybe, yeah. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. There's a CIA man rowing, and she said, he's facing the wrong way in his boat. Yeah. Yeah, and he rows the boat forward instead of backwards, which is how you row a boat. Yeah, because forwards is more energy. Mm. And he warns Chuck Norris about the man that's coming to kill him. Markov yes. or Marco, Marco, whatever his name is. Yeah. The Russian. So Chuck Norris doesn't really do anything about that. And one day he's out sawing logs with his tiny chainsaw in his back garden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the terrorists come and, uh, yeah, kill his friend John Eagle. Yes. And blow up his house. And John Eagle has a bar, doesn't he? John Eagle has a bar, yeah. So who's going to run the bar? John Eagle Jr.? Maybe. We just don't know. It's not mentioned in the plot. Maybe it will become like Roadhouse and then we'll do a follow-up. Maybe. Called John Eagle Jr. 
When did they make this film? 1985. I don't think there's going to be a sequel. Uh, I would watch a sequel. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Not many others would. Yeah. And then we see a man in very tight swimming trunks, Speedos. Oh, yeah. is making love to his girlfriend. Well, he's they're snogging at the moment. Well, they're about to make love. Yeah. And he has with him uh, a beach TV. Oh. Yeah, it was a tiny television. I didn't know you could get them in those days. Yeah, I think they were all the rage in 1985. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the terrorists come ashore and they murdered them. So there's a, a big mystery, which causes the police to drive their car onto the beach. Well, they will I, not be able yeah. to retrieve it. Yeah. I did notice that. It was very <laughs> sunken. It was very sunk. I wonder how they got it out in the end. Probably had to tow it. Mm, yeah, drag it out or something. Yeah, it was quite a quite a quite a show. Yeah. The terrorists coming ashore. There were many. It was many, pretty good. They all got into trucks and drove all over the United you, States. Yeah. Did you see as they were running up the beach, they were standing on the dead couple and they were breaking their bones. They were, and they smashed his tiny JVC telly. Yeah. Mm. It's a shame. It's unnecessary. That I would have stolen it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's face it. You've already committed a lot of crimes. You might as well add theft into that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they just smash it underfoot. Like a piece of tiny glass. What I don't get is, why don't they just go to a hotel room? Well, it's more romantic on the beach, isn't it? You go out for a nice swim in your budgie smugglers. Getting sand up your crack. <laughs> he wouldn't have got nothing anywhere because he had his spray on <laughs> budgie smugglers. He was fine. Yeah, he couldn't get a lob on with them on, could he? Well, if it had, it would have been smashed down by the trunk lining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the terrorists have landed. And then uh, Chuck Norris goes for a drive in a bad neighbourhood. Yes. Yeah. That's like how he goes to try and look for car. him, doesn't he? Yeah, he's looking for someone who can direct him to where Marco or Markov is. And then uh, in doing so, he goes on to exactly the same set as the brothel set, but slightly rearranged with different furniture. And then oh, I didn't <laughs> notice that. And there's another Cuban man there who tells him that he doesn't know where Markov is. So uh, Chuck Norris um, puts a grenade in his hand. No, oh, before that, he um he also kicks stabs him <laughs> through the other yeah. hand with a knife, and he delivers one of his excellent one-liners when someone tries to stop him. He says, "I'm going to hit you with so many rights, you're going to pray for a left." <laughs> do 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 left. <laughs> like, please, not the right. Not stop, the right. Stop hitting not me the with the right. rights. I want a left. Please give me a left. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think anyone would ever say that, but no. it's a pretty good line. And um, he does get tipped off a bit, though, about a terrorist plot, because he manages to foil a terrorist plot to blow up a mall. I say foil, he arrives just as the bombs go off, so he doesn't actually stop anything happening. No. But he does kill a lot of terrorists. But every time something happens, he gets closer <laughs> and closer to getting he there does. just before. It's, it's strange, though, because he does seem to have a superpower where he always knows where the terrorists are. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if he's got, like, that sixth sense. Yeah. He always arrives just in time, usually, to stop a bomb going off as well. Yeah, I know. He does that. this many times. He removes a sticky bomb from a school bus. From uh, a church he, doorway. Yeah, he stops a suitcase bomb going off in a church. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, just generally, he always arrives just in time. Just in time. Like, like Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. Gandalf, that's from Lord of the Rings, isn't it? It is, yeah. yes. Yeah, so there's a big fight in a mall, and then the slowest car chase in the world takes place. Yeah. They're driving very slowly down a road, trying to rescue a girl that's stuck to the side of the car. Yeah, mm. holding her tightly. Holding her to the side, yeah. It's a good job it's not a manual. That's yes. all I'm going to say. <laughs> and uh, 
a pickup truck goes off the road during this very slow car chase and drives probably about 30, 40 miles an hour into the side of a parked car. Oh, yeah. And uh, causes the world's biggest explosion. That's unrealistic, I think. It was a bit, but you expect big explosions in a Chuck Norris movie. Yeah. And I suppose they can't really have it going at 60 miles an hour in case it changed direction. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And talking of big explosions, the terrorists drive through a neighbourhood and destroy every single house, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the best scenes. That's the one that you said they were sold it for That's another... That's the one that was sold for the airport. airport. Yeah. Very exciting indeed. Chuck Norris, uh, as I said, just seems to know what a terrorist are. And he's always wearing double denim. Yeah, but I think he pulls that off. Y- yeah. Yeah, he does. It is from the 80s as well, so that's a strong look. Yeah, but he he contrasts it with a brown belt, so... Mm. Do you think Jeremy Clarkson like models himself on Chuck Norris? Maybe, because he wears a lot of double denim. Mm. Sometimes even triple denim. What? I've seen him triple denim before. What's the triple? What's the triple? So, denim shirt, jeans, denim jacket. No. <laughs> yep, triple denim Why disaster. Why would you need a denim shirt and a denim jacket? Because denim is good. Just wear a white shirt, t-shirt, or a black t-shirt. That would offset. Clarkson never wears a t-shirt. Collar shirt at all times. Yeah, it's because he's pumps. <laughs> You're very negative today. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's because, Yeah. <laughs> I'm not negative. <laughs> what the? I just don't know why you'd want to wear triple denim. You seem like personally affronted by this triple denim. Well, I maybe it's because I can't wear double denim. You could if you wanted to. I'd yeah, laugh at but you. I'm not a cowboy. No. <laughs> Talking of cowboy, I didn't even write her down in, because there's. A, oh yeah, there was a really a, random yeah. woman. There's a journalist lady who follows Chuck Norris around. She yeah. seems to know where he is. But she has no effect on the story at all. And she goes, hey, cowboy. Yeah, she's just... All right, cowboy. Arrives to call Chuck Norris cowboy and then disappears again. You're an idiot, cowboy. Mm. That's what she says. Yeah, I I mean, I assume she was kind of written in to be a love interest, but there is Mm. no romance at all. He doesn't even kiss her at the end. No, at one point he does look and smile at her. Yeah, she does look a bit horny for him and at one point. he goes mm, maybe not yeah so now i've got far too many people to kill yeah always like mm, you're more like a four out of ten yeah i think maybe they could have written in like a bit of a maybe his wife was murdered by the terrorist or something and he has to learn to love again could yeah put a bit more of a human element into That's the story they, yeah they should have missed a bit of romance mm. i reckon there was probably more but it was cut out to keep yeah. it I mean, it's long enough. <laughs> What's it, an hour and 47? An hour and 40 minutes. Take away the credits. Yeah, yeah it's quite long, isn't it? It's long enough for an action movie. And there's not a lot of story. It's literally some terrorists come. Bang, Chuck bang, Norris bang, has bang, to bang. shoot them. Terrorists. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Car chase. And Ball. also a very creepy school bus full of children who are singing mysteriously with cold, dead eyes. Well, they're singing, um, what song are they singing again? I've forgotten. Wheels on the bus Bus go go round and round, round and round. It's creepy. And one of the terrorists wanted to blow up. One of the children, sorry. Mm -hmm. She sees the bad dude put the bomb on the bus and Mm. doesn't say anything. She wanted to die. She was sick of being, maybe it was like a dimension where they were permanently on the bus singing the wheels on the bus forever and ever and ever. Yeah, I don't Mm. know. Yeah, and she was like, thank God, I'm going to get blown up. Yeah. Then Chuck Norris comes along and ruins it. And he just picks it off the side of the bus. Mm-hmm. Boop, boop. 
I want to say as well, called it. I knew that was going to happen. The moment that sticky bum went on that bus, I went, that's going back in their and car. And what did you say happen, will happen after? Uh, Chuck Norris would do a one-liner, but he didn't. No. There's not a lot of one-liners. What did you say they'd do with the bomb, which they did? Uh, I can't remember. You said they'll put that in the bad man's car, and he did. He put uh, it on the bonnet. Oh, yeah, I said he'd do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah so that bomb will blow them up. Yeah, called it completely. Uh, then the government have a great idea about how to deal with a crisis. It's to put all of the most important people in the country in one building. Oh, but this is the plot. Well, it isn't initially. Chuck Norris sees this and then comes up with a plan to trap the terrorists. So he uses these important people. So they actually people as did have. They were doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. It was. So yeah, Chuck Norris uh, calls sort of gives away his location that he's in this building of all the VIPs. Yeah. So there's too much of a target for the terrorists. They have to all attack it at once. And then once they're in, the building is surrounded. There's no one in the building except Chuck Norris. So how did they get everyone out without them seeing? I don't know. <laughs> Underground pipes. Unclear, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they are. Maybe they're all in the cellar or something. Yeah, maybe. Because they don't have time to kill anyone inside the building because the army surround them. Chuck Norris is on the inside and he kills lots of people. And then he kills more about eight people, doesn't he? He does. He's pretty badass. And then, yeah, Chuck Norris blows up Markov, Robert Lynch. Yeah. He blows him up and you see all bits of Robert Lynch. I like that bit. Flying actually. out of the window. That That's was awesome. one of the best scenes, I thought. Yeah. And literally, seconds after Chuck Norris has fired his bazooka and blown up Robert Lynch, credits. Credits. Like that. so that's it. Boom. Credits. Boom. That's we the end of the film. <laughs> we have given you all the highlights here. We are done. I think you could have had five seconds more movie where the photographer girl turns up and goes, hey, cowboy, and smiles at him. And then they kiss. It wouldn't even need to kiss. Just he could have turned around and smiled at her and got to see he's got over his hatred of Robert Lynch by blowing him to pieces. Yeah. And now he's going to live his life with his new girlfriend. But we don't get that. We just get double denim Chuck. I know. And he just there. sniggers. Like, totally blew that asshole up. Now I'm going to go and wrestle a crocodile. All by myself. Because <laughs> my friend has been murdered. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and that was Invasion USA. What a boring film. I didn't think it was boring. It was alright. What was your favourite part? In a way, I kind of wish that Chuck Norris had been blown up with a baddie. Oh, well... That's not your favourite part, so that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I would say all oh, the car chases were good. The very slow car chase. No, the no. one where he steals the bomb off the bus. I the like sticky that. bomb scene's pretty good. It's yeah. got everything. It's got a haunted school bus. Yeah. It's got sticky bombs. It's got terrorists in ill-fitting berets. Yeah. And it's got Chuck Norris blowing them up with a bomb. I liked all of those scenes, but mm. my favourite, I would say is the wrestling the crocodile. Hmm. It's just very early on in the film and yeah. it's quite good. I would happily watch a film about Chuck Norris wrestling crocodiles <laughs> rather than him fighting terrorists. Yeah, but mm. I did like the bit at the end where he's like trying to find the bad dude. Yeah. And he's so quiet and stealthy. He is. And he creeps up on him yeah. and blows him up. Very yeah. good. 
I enjoyed. That's my favourite. <laughs> I enjoyed the scene where Chuck Norris drove his pickup truck all over a mall full of people and destroys almost everything inside it. That truck. I don't know what make that was, but yeah, that was yeah. a very good truck. It was a good truck. Yeah. It seemed to um, last a long time. It was very, very sturdy. Yeah. It got shot a lot and kept running. Kept running. Yeah. I loved just watching him just fuck up that mall. So he was there to stop it getting blown up. He probably he did more up. damage than the bomb. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been better just phoning the mall and saying you need to evacuate. There's a bomb in there. Yeah. Instead of driving his truck into it. Definitely, mm. I agree. But that would make for a much less interesting scene. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been like a scene of a fire drill, really. Oh. Yeah, and those can get quite tedious. Who's your favourite character? The bad dude. Robert Lynch. Yeah, he had the most going on. I mean, no offense. And he always used to. What was he always shouting? Yeah. Like, Stop! Hunter! Or yeah. was it when he said, cease fire! Yeah. <laughs> he's got no confirmation that he's killed Chuck Norris. Oh, yeah. He's like, right, everyone stop shooting. He's definitely dead and he just drives off. Yeah, he's <laughs> He deserved to get blown up by Chuck Norris, yeah. if you ask me. He did not fully appreciate how tough t- yeah. Chuck Norris was. I have to agree with you that Robert Lynch is the best character. Cause you can't agree with me. I can. Because Chuck, and no offence to Chuck, because I don't want to get roundhouse kicked, but... He is quite wooden in this. He is very wooden. Yeah. I've seen him in other stuff and he seems a bit more jovial. Walker, Texas Ranger. He's quite charismatic. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That one. And the Delta Force movies. He's yeah. Got, yeah. He's, he's, and this he seems... Maybe he was stressed out because he was directing mm, and He wasn't acting. directing, but he had written it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, and I think he was a key producer and he was getting $2 million. Yeah. Maybe he was just thinking about how he could blow that on... He had the face. Kung Fu shoes. Yeah, he yeah. looked very stressed. Hmm, yeah. Maybe, maybe he was constipated. He does look a bit constipated. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was thinking about shaving off his beard. <laughs> he doesn't, though. No, he never does. No, he always has that. Yeah. Well, as I said, that was that. That was Invasion USA. How many slices of cake do you give it out of 12? Uh, why are we doing... Why can we do out of 10? Because <laughs> 12 gives you... Like, you know, if it's a 10, then it's an excellent film. But if it's 12, it's the best thing you've ever seen. Oh, I would say free. Free slices of cake? Yeah. Well, on the other scale, crucial question, is this film better than Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? No. How close do we get in a percentage? You had three slices of cake. <laughs> 30? <laughs> no. Well, three out of 12 is a quarter. Yeah. So 25%? Yeah. Oh, well, that's not too bad. Although it's not great. I was not amused totally by this film. I loved it, and I will give it nine slices of cake out of 12. <laughs> and I would say it's 90% as good as as Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh! But it is not better than Robin Hood, Prince oh, of Oh, okay. It needs a little bit more character yeah. to it. There's not a lot. Of, it's mostly just action scenes. <laughs> Very it little is. else. Yeah. There's not much of a storyline. <laughs> no, it's literally, there are some terrorists here. Chuck Norris has to kill them. Yeah. Yeah, there's some bits that are funny. It's a good, bad movie. But I didn't mind it. But yeah, it's by no means amazing. It's yeah. a, my dad would like this film. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he would. Yeah. I think anyone, has, there's something for everyone, really. 
Unless, you know... Unless you're, you're... You like you only like stuff with characters in it. Yeah. If you just like action, you'll you'll find something to enjoy. Yeah. But yeah, it's not the most hilarious film I've seen. No. But still enjoyable. Yes. Three out of 12. Yeah. So a disappointing, disappointing effort. Three slices of cake out of 12. Um, but to cheer ourselves up, I think we should fire up the time phone, don't you? Who are we chatting to? Well, on this day in history, January 25th, 1972... Sergeant Shiochi Yokoi was found by fishermen on the island of Guam. He was a Japanese soldier who was unaware that World War II had been over for 27 years. What? So I'm hoping that we're able to catch him on the time phone just before he's discovered, as I'd love to find out what he was thinking. And also I'd like to play a little little prank on him. Oh. So uh, let's fire up the time phone. And uh, his name's quite difficult to pronounce, so we'll just call him Sarge or Sergeant, shall we? Okay. Okay. Uh, hello, is, is that HQ? Oh, it's about bloody time. I've been waiting here for 28 years. Any chance of some fucking reinforcements? Morning, Sarge. Uh, how are you getting on? Well, do you think I'm getting on? I've been alone in this jungle wiping my ass with leaves for almost three decades. More importantly, my pay has not been getting through. I've got a fiancé back at home, you know. I need to think about her. Apologies for my voice as well. I was uh, practising a Birmingham accent and it's kind of stuck. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Have you had much contact with the enemy? Well, it's not for want of trying, sir, but uh, if I'm being honest, things have been pretty quiet in this sector for about 27 years. My skills may have got a tad rusty. Oh, well, do you think you could repel an attack by the Americans? Well, I'll give it a damn good go. Those American dogs are terrible fighters. They appear to have left the island, though. Sometimes I hear their planes, but they won't see me, you see. I move from tree to tree like a naked ghost. If they land here, I'll give them hell in the name of the Emperor. Oh, why? Why are you naked? You're incorrectly dressed. Well, my apologies, sir. I'm afraid I am currently without regulation uniform. It has, uh, shall we say, rotted away in certain areas. I could put the trousers back on, but it would shame me for you to see me on parade with my cock and balls flapping in the hot jungle air. And uh, I'm afraid I also threw my rifle at a monkey in 1964, and the little fucker won't give it back. For the last eight years, it's been more of a war between me and the monkey. We've been playing a game of cat and ape for some time, but I swear I'll get it back, sir. I swear. See that you do. We're sending some reinforcements to you soon. They'll be disguised as fishermen. They might try and convince you the war is over. If they do, then make sure you execute them as cowards. At last, some action. Executing cowards. I'm not going to lie to you, sir. I've been quite bored these past three decades. There's only so much wanking and chasing monkeys you can do before you start to become a little bit unhinged. My bell end is as red as a fire engine. Okay, well, off to the beach to meet the reinforcements. Yes, command, right away. Oh, look, I can see them now. Hello? Hello? What's that? What do you think I'm doing? I'm fighting the American pig dogs cowards who threaten the Empire. Uh, what? Do you mean the war's been over since 1945? You bloody cowards. Prepare to die. Oh, 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 no. oh, he's gone. Oh. Oh. 
Oh, God, those poor fishermen. Oh, whoopsie. The, Maybe prank, we... the prank backfired. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Maybe we shouldn't. Oh, never mind. We've got to be more careful with this time frame. Yeah. Those poor it's very fishermen. powerful. Yeah, it's a powerful <laughs> soul, and with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, well, that's the end of this week's episode, unfortunately. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Robin Hood Pod. Yes, you can. Or Pete and Fran Pod. Oh. Yeah. And more importantly, you can find us on the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com. There's 40 great podcasts on the list, and we've added some promos into this episode for Pop Culture Brews, Three Hours Later, and another one I haven't decided on yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those are three awesome podcasts, and as I said, you can find them on the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com. Thanks for all your input into this Thank week's you. episode. Here we've had some other lovely little comments on Podbean and other places. My friends today were in the car, mm-hmm. and uh, I told them that we do a podcast, mm-hmm. and we have four star reviews from three people. What, four star? <laughs> yeah. Why not five? Four. Four's good. I want fives. You can't have fives. You can't demand people to give you five. Then listen to it. So, can't I just give it a five? No, it's their opinion. Oh, well, if you'd like to help us out, it would help us a lot if you gave us some five star reviews, not four star reviews. Ignore him. Five stars, five stars, and leave comments on Apple because it gets us noticed. More of that. Yeah, as I said, thanks for all your input. Next week, there'll be more canon action movie action. I think I pick the movie next week, don't I? Oh, you're picking, are you? Yeah. Okay, it's maybe, my go. maybe I'll let you pick a canon action movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. The whole point is of this podcast is for me to find a movie you love more than Robin Hood Prince of Okay. Pinks. Not for you to find one you already know you like more. I think I'll pick three mm-hmm. and we can put them in a hat and you can pick one out. Okay. A little gimmick. I like it. Yeah. I haven't done a gimmick for a while. No, we haven't. No. Well, that's the end of this week's episode. Okay. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. ta Bye. Okay, it's time to record the promo. What? Promo. The what? The promo. We should record a promo. I don't have the body for porno. No, a promo. Oh, guys, we should, uh, we should record a uh, promo. Oh, that's a great idea. Hey, we're three hours later. I'm Matt. I'm Alex. And I'm Mike. We started this podcast because there's too much content in the world and finding something worth your time could be a hassle. That's where we step in. Every week we listen, watch, or play something for up to three hours and then we come back together to talk about it and see if it's possibly worth your time. Follow us on Twitter at the number three HRS underscore later and our Facebook and Instagram number three HRS later. And please give us a review on Podchaser and iTunes. And we have a Linktree link as well with everything else. Uh, link tr period ee or slash three hours later. Hey, that was a great idea, Mike. I hate you both.